In reading of the scriptures of Genesis 37, 3 through 4. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. This evening, we kick off a new series. We have wrapped up the series on 1 Peter, and we're now doing a series on Joseph. A series that I have entitled, Keep on Dreaming. Now, this is the last time you're going to see this particular slide, because we're going to put it to rest. We have been working on this since August. We've been trying to focus on your five. Five people that you dearly love who are not faithful Christians. Now, I'm going to be a mind reader. Now, that's kind of surprising because uh, I do not have ESP. I don't even have ESPN because I don't have cable. But I'm going to read your mind. There are some of you sitting out there right now. There are some who are watching on Facebook and YouTube who are saying this. It's not going to work. My five will not become Christians. I've tried in the past. I've failed. It's no use... Why even try? If you have that attitude, this series starting tonight is for you. Because I want to say to you, don't quit. Keep on dreaming. Keep on dreaming about your five becoming Christians. Keep on dreaming about your five being in heaven with you. Because until your five are six feet under, in other words, until they're dead, there is always hope. There is always a possibility if we keep on trying, if we keep on dreaming. Now, tonight, I want everyone within the sound of my voice to pick a number, any number. Okay? You got the number? Do you have the number? Everyone got the number in their mind? Okay, I've got a question for you. Did you pick a number larger than a billion? If not, then why didn't you? Why didn't you dream big? You know, why didn't you go big? You know, why did you settle on one or two or, or, or three? Why didn't you go big? Back just 24 years ago, Larry Page and Sergey Brin picked the number one, followed by a hundred zeros. 
They did that when they were still graduate students at Stanford University. Now, if you don't know, one with a hundred zeros is called a Google. They proceeded to name their company Google. It is now one of the largest companies in the world. Now, here's my point. Google's founders were dreamers. Did people tell them it won't work? Did people tell them you've just well to give up? Well, yes, but they were dreamers. And that's what it takes to accomplish great things. If you convert your five, that's a great thing. But it's going to take a dream. It takes a great dream to do great things. And that's true not only in business, but also in the ministry to which God has called all of us. Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gathered his disciples on a hillside in Galilee. And he told his followers, go and make disciples of what? All nations. We call that the Great Commission. And that Great Commission lands on our shoulders today. And that was a big dream back 2,000 years ago. Especially when you consider there was only 11 apostles to start. Folks, that's what Jesus has as a dream for us today. To evangelize people around us. To impact folks around us. Now, let me give you some good news. The videos that we do throughout the week is primarily meant for Christians. Secondary audience would be non-Christians, but primary audience would be Christians. Very soon, we're going to have a video series for non-Christians. Billy's going to be producing that, and I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be top-notch and high quality. And this is going to be a video series that you can invite your non-Christian friends to watch because it's going to be for them, all for them. We will be the secondary audience. Non-Christians will be the primary audience. We need to dream we need to dream big. Genesis 37. Genesis 37 really begins a story of Joseph. Let's look at Genesis 37. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, now, in the Jewish mind, he's still a pup. You can't be a teacher until you're 30. So he's still just a pup. Being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah. Those are the two maid, handmaids of the two main wives of Jacob. Rachel and Leah. 
his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Joseph, hey, he's just that little brother. He was probably at this point in his life a, a tattletale in some ways. But he was his father's favorite. Think about that. Now, all through the book of Genesis, we see dysfunctional families. We see families doing things that families should not do. Here is one example. We have a father who favors one of his sons over the rest of his sons. That's not a good idea. That's not a good thing. Verse 3. Now Israel loved Joseph. Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic, a piece of garment of many colors. Now, this piece of garment, this coat, this was a garment normally only worn by the head of the tribe, which would be Jacob, and his designated heir. Trouble is, Joseph is not the firstborn. And by tradition, by human tradition, the head of the house would go to the firstborn, not someone like Joseph. Look at verse 4. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. They all turned against Joseph because why? Well, he's the favorite. Hey, why should he be the favorite? What made him special? Verses 5 through 8. Now Joseph had a dream. And keep in mind, in their culture, it was assumed that when you had a dream like this, it was a dream sent to you by God. Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I had dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf, my sheaf, rose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Can you feel the hostility? Can you feel the hostility going on in this family? They can't even say shalom to their brother. Peace be with you. Because they hate him so much. You see, not only had their father elevated Joseph, it now seems that God had two through this dream. And now it's going to be compounded. Look at verse 9. Then he dreamed of still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars. 
bowed down to me. Who does that sound like? Eleven, that's the brothers. The sun and the moon, that's mom and dad. So he told to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this you dreamed that you had dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? Now think for just a moment, what's happening? What's happening here? Joseph, the favorite son, he has these dreams, these dreams about the future. And his father rebukes him for it. His brothers hate him for it. You know what? Things are not going very well for Joseph, are they? You know, his life is not what he intended it to be. Those closest to Joseph, his father, and even his brothers, rejected his dreams. And, what, and what's often the way it is with most of our dreams People around us may say it won't work. People almost always reject them initially, even those close to us. You may hear right in your ear, you may hear, hey, why even try to convert aunt so-and-so? Why reach out to grandpa so-and-so? Because it won't work. Other people have tried it. They're not going to listen to you. You see, dreams, people often will try to bust up your dreams. Don't listen to them. Jesus wants us to dream big. Remember back in that Great Commission? Go, teach, baptize. Go to all nations. Jesus says, don't listen to the naysayers. You continue the good fight. You do all you can. You do all you can to sow my word. I want to challenge you tonight. Let the voice of Jesus be louder than the voice of your critics. And don't quit. Just because your dreams are rejected by some. Keep on trying Every time you see your hand, every time you notice your hand, think about your five that you want to see in heaven one day with you. Please don't let anyone stop you from pursuing God's call on your life. Don't give up just because some people think you're silly. Keep on believing. Keep on dreaming. When the light bulb was first invented, did you know that there were dozens and dozens of previous attempts that didn't work? Was that idea a bad idea? Was the light bulb a stupid idea? No. We just had to keep on trying until, we, until the right combination was found. Don't quit because your dreams are rejected. And don't quit just because your dreams are not realized 
right away. You know, that's what happened to Joseph. He obeys his father in the pursuit of his dreams, and he ends up being sold as a slave. Notice verse 12. Then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. Then he said to him, Please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks, and bring back word to me. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. He's going to travel to Shechem from Hebron. That's about, say, oh, roughly 50 miles north. A 50-mile journey. That's roughly a two-day's journey. He's going to go check on brothers that hate him. And he's doing it because his father asked him to go. Then he ends up going to Shechem, and they're not there. They have moved on to Dotham. That's another day's journey, about 15 or so miles north. Now, Joseph has spent three days on a journey to check on people who really didn't like him. And what happens, what happens to him when he gets there? Well, hang on. You see, Joseph is dedicated in his obedience to his father. And he spends all that time looking for brothers who hate and ridicule him. Notice verse 18. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, when they saw him at a distance, maybe on the horizon, they conspired against him to kill him. They're not just going to make fun of him. They're not just going to ridicule him. They hate him to the point of killing him. Life is not going well for Joseph. Joseph had such a big dream. He was going to be the, the tribe's leader. And now he's thrown into a pit. Now, Reuben saves him from being killed. But while Reuben is away from the group, the group plans and plots and sells him to a bunch of traveling by traders. And Joseph is going to end up in Egypt. Well, Joseph, how's your dreams working out for you? Not very well. I'm now a slave in a foreign country. That's not what I had dreamed of. Those callous and hateful brothers, they even end up deceiving their aging father. Notice what they do. Verse number 31. So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats and dipped a tunic in the blood. Isn't this kind of almost like a payback? Remember what Jacob had done to his brother Esau in trying to get what? 
the blessing. He had put, you know, hair of, of the animal hair on his arms to make it look like he was Esau. And now the brothers take a goat and they dip the tunic in the blood of the goat. Then they sent the tunic of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Lie, lie, lie. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? They knew exactly who was the owner of that tunic. Once again, another lie. And he, Jacob, recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic, a wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. And the brothers allow their father to make a wrong assumption. Then Jacob tore his clothes. How is Jacob handling this? Not well. He, he tears his clothes. He puts sackcloth on his waist. And he mourned for his son many days. And the brothers, they allowed their father to mourn. Let's go back to Joseph, though. So much Joseph's dream of one day ruling the entire family. This was not going forward. He was not making progress. This was going backwards. And guess what? That happens to us as well. In the pursuit of our dreams, often there are setbacks along the way. As you try to encourage your five, you're going to have some people reject you. You're going to have some people get angry at you, get mad at you. You're going to have some people say, I don't want to talk to you again, ever. That's a setback. We can't allow a setback to take away the vision. The vision is trying our best to reach your five. In 1836, the Washington National Monument Society announced they had chosen Robert Mills' plan for the construction of a monument. We would eventually call it the Washington Monument to honor our nation's first president. Trouble is, things did not go well at all. First off, the place where it was originally supposed to be built, after they started building, they found out the ground was too unstable there, and they had to move. Furthermore, money came in a lot slower than what they had anticipated. Then they had all the naysayers. There was even a group that rose up for one purpose, to oppose the building of this monument in our country. Robert Mills died, but his vision would not die. 25 years after Mills' death and 50 years after his dream began, Work resumed, and just four years later, 
cast aluminum cap was placed on the granite tip of what we call Washington's Monument. The tallest granite structure in the world. The dream would not die. Let's not let our dream die. Those five people that you love are too precious. Can you imagine spending eternity without your five around you? Can you imagine your five spending eternity in hell? Let's not let the dream die. Any dream worth pursuing is going to experience roadblocks and setbacks along the way, but that is no reason to stop pursuing the dream. Let this series be an encouragement because the series is called Joseph, Keep on Dreaming. And we're going to see how Joseph, even though he had setbacks, he will rise not to just the head of the tribe, he'll rise to being the second highest person in the most powerful country of that day and time. Setbacks are no reason to stop. Because in God's sovereignty, our setbacks are but stepping stones to success. You see, Joseph had a lot of stepping stones to what would be eventual success for him. He got sold as a slave. That's a setback. But that got him to Egypt. Later, he's going to be thrown into prison but that put him in touch with one of Pharaoh's attendants. And eventually that attendant would bring Joseph to Pharaoh's attention, and Joseph ends up being second in charge of Egypt. You see, every setback was a stepping stone in the right direction. Each setback actually brought Joseph closer to the throne. God had not abandoned him. No. God was leading Joseph through those setbacks to the fulfillment of his dreams in a way far beyond anything that Joseph could ever have imagined. Before all this, no doubt Joseph saw himself simply just being that tribal leader of a nomadic tribe in Canaan's desert. But God was leading him to be the second only to the mighty Pharaoh and the one major world power of his day. In God's sovereignty, our setbacks are but stepping stones to success. So don't quit just because you face a setback. Don't give up just because of a few reversals along the way. Consider Jesus. Jesus had a lot of things going against him. The Jewish Jerusalem leadership was against him. Even one of his own chosen apostles was against him. He ends up on a cross, the most brutal way to die. But he is resurrected to be Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Don't let our setbacks 
deflate our vision. Please don't let anything stop you from pursuing your God-given dreams. Not rejection, nor reversals, because in God's sovereignty, our setbacks are but stepping stones to success. People grow old by deserting their dreams. Years may wrinkle the skin, but to give up your dreams wrinkles the soul. Let's keep on dreaming. There's a very famous artist. You've heard the name Grandma Moses. When did she start painting? Very, very late in life. She had a dream, and she kept on pursuing it. Worry, self-doubt, self-distrust, fear, and despair. These are the long, long years that bow the head and turn the growing spirit back to dust. Don't let those things stop you. Please don't let that happen to you. As I said, we're not going to have that drawing of the hand up here anymore. But every time you look at your hand, I pray that you will think about your five and you'll do all that you can, all that you can to bring them to the Lord. Once again, I want to remind you of God's simple plan of salvation. It's not difficult. It's not complex. It's made to be simple. To believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. That puts you into Christ. As a Christian, as a Christian, do you need to seek forgiveness? Maybe you have given up your dream. Maybe you have let your dreams just rust away. Renew those dreams. Clean up your act. Be that example that your five need to see in you. They need to see Jesus each and every day. The church stands ready to pray with you and for you. If you have any need to respond, will you please do so as we stand and sing for your encouragement. Have thine own way.